Okay. Oh. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Get Real with Mama Moines. Uh, I am your host, Emily Moines, and joined by my co-host, Shelly. And I'm laughing because I literally just turned on the record button, gave her no time to get ready. How are you, Shell? Oh, I'm good. And thank you for the fact that this has no video. Oh, are you when you say you, when you say you didn't have any time for me to get ready, like, yeah, no, me yeah. too. I'm not doing video. We don't generally do video. I mean, I was doing I thought, initially. I thought, well, we could do video, right. And then put it on YouTube. Um, no, but no, no. So um, I just wanted to, I was trying to visualize when you said you, your fingertips were numb. Yeah, and I told you to put your, put your hand up in the air I did. and shake your hand. And I don't know if it's, <laughs> I think it's because I'm freezing right now in my room. I don't know why it's so cold. I'm freezing. Well, try shaking your booty at the same time. And I bet you get really hot then. <laughs> I'm shaking. I've got my hand up above my head. Your head. Shake and your I, hand. And I'm shaking my hand. Now shake your booty. No, I'm definitely not shaking that big thing. Even that big thing, but I think well, it's then. working. <laughs> thank God we don't have video. <laughs> yeah, thank God it's called circulation. Yeah, well, what's wrong with my circulation? Why am I falling apart? I feel like I'm totally falling apart. Oh, one fingertip at a time. Well, because you're old now. I know I don't work out. Do you work out? Are you working out? Well, I, I, last night when I was watching, um, what was Maybe. the show made? Yeah. So I do a little bit of weights while I'm watching the show. Cause I can't just sit there like a zombie. So I had my 20 pound kettlebell and I had my 10 pound weights and I was doing biceps and, you know, shoulder presses and some abs. Ugh, so I don't know if I'm getting anything from it. Like, I don't know if it's helping, but I suppose it's better than doing nothing. Right. Yeah. But I have no problem sitting there like a zombie. None. Zero zilch. I could sit there like a zombie and binge watch me. Well, I did. I did. I've done. I'm done. So I can't wait for you to finish it because I do I know I've got, I think one more left. Okay. Well, I want to have one last conversation and, and up the end out the month of October because it was domestic abuse awareness month. So, and I've been obviously obsessed with Gabby Petito um, and then I'd like to finish it off with made and get your thoughts on it because, um, it wasn't it good. Isn't the acting superb? The acting is unbelievable. I, it's so realistic. And what about the little daughter? Is that her daughter? Like, so you said, Alex is the real daughter of Andy McDowell, who yeah, is so Andy amazing. McDowell, yeah. So it's a mother and daughter. I mean, I mean, Andy McDowell did a finale, like her with her mental problems was phenomenal acting, but Alex too. So that's a real mother and daughter in real life. It's real mother and daughter. Um, but the, what about the little one though? Because that you would think that that relationship between Alex in the show and the, her daughter, you would think that that is an actual mother daughter as well. Yeah. I don't know. I, that I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I saw them interviewed um, mother and daughter, Andy and, I don't remember her daughter's name. Um, and, and you know, another thing about, about Andy McDowell, which I love, I am, I love how she's embraced her gray hair. Do you remember her from L'Oreal? She was, yes. I know she was the face of L'Oreal, but did she 
has she embraced her gray hair in yes. life or just in this role? No, in life. Well, that's the same thing as Jamie Lee Curtis. She did yeah. the same thing years ago. She kept her gray. Yeah. Are you keeping your gray? No, fuck that. <laughs> I'm going down, kicking and screaming. You know what I think, though? I think that when you're in your 50s, generally speaking, I think people are not ready to give up the gray. I was going to give up the gray during COVID. Thankfully, I don't have tons of gray, but I dyed it again. I think that once you get into your 60s, you start to not care as much. Well, I mean, my my goal is to let it be gray. Like, let it be. Let it be gray. Because there's a lot of women out there that I think look amazing in their gray hair. Um, but you're right. I just, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to go gray. Just let it no, go. Exactly. So that's what I mean. I think 50s, we still want to hang on to it a bit. And then when you get to your 60s, I mean, it's very personal. I have friends that will just will never let their hair grow gray. Yeah, I, I, I would I would be okay with it. I've seen a lot of really cute hairstyles that are um, fully gray. And I think in my 60s, I'd be ready to embrace it. But, I think it also depends on how the gray comes in. Well, I'm 100% gray. 100%. Like, that's hard to see, you know, when you've been a dark brunette your whole life, then all of a sudden you're white. So you, you would say you would be totally gray, all white. 100%. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I went gray early. Like I'm going to say probably in my early thirties, maybe I started graying, but my, my mom and my grandma were always were grayed really young as well. And the only thing I do to my hair is I put my natural color back into the roots. That is the only thing I do. I don't highlight it. I don't do anything. I just put my natural color back in. It's called, it's called the face frame. Um, and that's it. That's all I do. But I have to do it so often because I am 100% gray. Um, or I just wear a hat. If I'm wearing a hat for a long time, it's because I haven't had a chance to do my hair. Oh, that explains a lot because I've seen you wear a hat a lot. All the time all the time so anyway so I don't I don't really think much I don't really think we have anything like so profound to discuss today just thought we'd catch up and shoot shit um I did see though and I'm trying to get away from it but I did watch um 60 minutes Australia last night with Gabby's parents um were being interviewed. And the only thing I can say is, how are they so composed? Like they're so composed. There was actually one time that he, the dad, the stepdad got pissed at the interviewer because she referred to Brian Laundrie as missing. And he interrupted her and he's like, okay, can I just, can we just all stop referring to him as missing. He's not missing. Gabby was missing. He's hiding. He's a coward and he's hiding. So let's stop saying he's missing. And I'm like, that's the first time I've seen any form of anger in any of their voices. Yeah. And they're probably holding it together too, because they're on a mission, right? So <clears throat> you're 
energy goes into the mission of the researching and finding it and all of that stuff. So once he is found or whatever that ends up coming to fruition, they probably at that point will completely fall apart and, and grieve and have all of that stuff. But right now they're on like, you know, mode to find out what's going on. Yeah. But yeah. And I think they're starting some sort of a foundation that is going to help, um, domestic abuse survivors and um, missing people and all that sort of stuff. So you're right. I think they're all, they're really concentrating on because he, her dad did say at the funeral or at the memorial that um, her name, her, her, she will not die in vain. And there is going to be good that comes out of it and he's going to make sure of it. So I think that they are sort of really focusing on that uh, rather than um, all this shit that's, you know, that's surrounding it. But um, I, I got to say for the first time ever, I'm kind of starting to lose hope that this yeah. scumbag is going to be caught. Well, it's been a long time now. Like he's been gone yeah. for over a month. The so month and, and either I feel- he, I mean, how can you, you certainly can't survive in the Florida swampland? Not in the swamp. God, why are they in the swamp? He's not in the swamp. He had a major head start. He could be anywhere. That's what I think. I don't think he's in the swamp. He could be anywhere at this point. You don't think he killed himself? No, I really don't. No. Uh-uh. Mm, nope, 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 nope. I really don't. No. Well, I mean, it's looking now either I can't imagine someone hide, you know, hiding him. I can't imagine someone do that in this circumstance. Well, so he's either got to be dead, either by suicide or by perishing. I from- just think that if he was dead, his parents would be a lot more forthcoming. They would, but they're not. And, and actually, Gabby's stepdad t- touched on that on an interview. He said that before they found Gabby, they did not eat. They did not sleep. They, it was round the clock. We got to find her. We got to find her. We got to find her. They did not rest. And he's sort of equating the laundries and how they're just going about their lives. They're cut. They're cutting the grass They're because they feel relaxed and rested in the fact that they, they know he's good and he's safe and he's okay somewhere. They're not really too worried about trying to quote unquote, find him because they know they don't, he's okay. And I'm like, how would they know that they would know that by Brian being in touch with them or someone who is watching out for him? Well, they how, would else, how would they know? Well, they do. They did get him the burner phone. So that's, <clears throat> that's out there. That's no secret. The mom got him a burner phone. <clears throat> and I think they know uh, what his plan was and where, and where he's at. And if he hasn't been found, clearly he's safe somewhere. But I can't remember, I cannot believe at this stage of the game, a month in, that the FBI has basically no leads. Well, because the FBI, let's just be honest here, uh, let's call a spade a spade, fucked up. Because when they came to the house, because remember, he came home on the 1st of September. Gabby's parents didn't call the police until the 11th, and then they went to the home to Brian Landry's home and saw the van there for the first time on the 11th. And at that point in time, why did they not 
why did they not want to talk to Brian? Why did they not interview Brian? And I don't, I don't even think that's really clear. If, if somebody has that information, was he not there? Did they say he wasn't there? Or was he there, but they refused to talk? Like, nobody was looking for Brian at that point. Like, at that point, they should have. Do you remember that Magnata case? That's yes. Magnata. So they, like, shut down every border instantly. They had, like, an APB out on him right away. Why didn't they do that with Brian Laundry when Gabby's not home and he's got her van? And and you'd think they'd want to talk to him. They'd want to see him. They'd want some answers. Why didn't they at that time go, okay, like, I don't know, just do more. They did nothing. He's a, he's they did a, not take it seriously right from the beginning with the police. There's just so many unanswered questions. It's, and he's probably not even in Florida. He could be anywhere. Like I said, he could had be anywhere. Heart. Like when they were, were together on the 6th of September, I don't think he ever came back with the family. I think they came back and he, they devised their little plan and he was off wherever, I mean, wherever. This is, this is going to be a fascinating story when it all comes out. Yeah. And I mean, they're also talking about, you know, his information should be on the FBI's most wanted or crime stoppers. Like, is it, are they in international databases? Absolutely. And I, I don't know, like they're not even looking on the weekends anymore. The search is over on the weekends. There's really no new information. Anyway, I did want to get into another gap. <laughs> I know. Obsessed. I'm so mad. I'm just so angry when I look at that tape of her crying. It just makes me so mad. Well, it's so maddening because it could have been prevented. Had those policemen who pulled them over after a witness sees him hitting her. Two witnesses. Uh huh. It could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. Yep. They didn't take it seriously enough. And I'm beating a dead horse. I've talked about this so much, but. Yeah, there's so I guess we have to move on. And if there's any developments and we can talk about that. Yeah, well, I think this is what I think. And I've, I've already said this, um, I think, on another podcast where I did a solo is that my concern now is going to be because of the police report, because I did a I did a did a podcast just for the patrons, Gabby's police report. And so from reading the police report, which, by the way, back up, um, we are doing a patrons only uh, podcast where there'll be bonus episodes that are only accessible mm. to patrons. And listen, you guys, it's like a buck a month, two bucks, whatever you want, but it's additional bonus episodes so that we can get a little bit more raw, a little bit more real, a little bit more candid. And I know that those people that, um, that are listening and are willing to pay are the serious followers and listeners that are really interested in our content. And some of it's a little too personal for me to put out there. And, and I think if you're paying, you're really, you know, you're in a position where you really want to hear and learn um, about all things um, <laughs> specific, you know, specifically, you know, the narcissistic uh, abuse and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, I did a whole solo on Gabby Petito and what was concerning about the police report 
is that I think that they are going to use the police report and Gabby's own words if and when he gets caught against her and in his defense. I really, really do. So mark my words, you heard it here first. That fucking police report and Gabby, because she was so scared and so distraught, saying, I started it, I hit him first, is going to be used against her and he's going to be a defense of a self-defense. I really well, do. Hopefully she will have, her family will have a very good lawyer that will disprove that. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd have to, it, it, you know, it's, it has to be beyond a reason, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, right? And when she's saying, I hit him first, they're going to jump all over that. And the police report saying in the police report that she was clearly, her memory, she was clearly confused and emotionally distraught. And so her memory did not serve her well when they were talking about her pulling the steering wheel while he hit the curb and he said she pulled she grabbed the steering wheel and then she was interviewed alone and she's like I never I didn't touch the steering wheel and I know I did I never touched it and the police report surmised that well she's emotionally she's unstable and confused so I'm sure she pulled the steering wheel you can't surmise that you don't know that that pissed me off when they wrote that in the police report that she grabbed the steering wheel when she said she didn't grab the steering wheel well, and did they document that she said she didn't dra- grab the steering wheel also? Yes, they did. But then they, but then they believed him because she's, because he's called, Coom called, Calm, cruel and collected. <laughs> Coom call and collected. Yeah. Yes. That because of her emotional state, her confused emotional state, she doesn't remember grabbing the steering wheel is what they surmised. Oh my it's a man's world still, I'll tell you. Yeah, I wonder I if it was a female cop that had come. There was a female cop. Played it. Not there at that female. first call. Yeah, there was a female cop on the scene, but it's um it's very com it's very complex. And the separation anxiety and the trauma bonding and the Stockholm syndrome, which I think she suffered from all of the above. It just gets really complex. I think it's so funny because when you hear a lot of these people that are being interviewed that have been in a similar situation, it's almost like if you had have just taken one of those persons and put them in that scene that has been there, that has witnessed it, that's been through it, it's almost like they need somebody to go along on those domestic abuse situations to go, uh uh-uh, this is what's happening right now. He is projecting, he is gaslighting, she is distraught, she is afraid, she is scared. And she doesn't want to implicate him. Like, you know, like I could see, I could have seen all of that. And that's why I know, but that's the whole point about defunding the police and refunding because they're not trained. They need social workers to go on these domestic abuse calls and these mental health crisis calls. Yeah, no, I agree. There's lots and lots of talk about that, about, you know, reorganizing the funding and getting people they've saved so many lives by just having talking about a social worker going out for these calls or disarming the police and having a division that is just for dis they're unarmed and they know how to talk people through things i mean storming storming through people's apartments like ramming doors down and you're already in an agitated situation and mind frame 
like hello but anyway so i watched a really good uh <laughs> putting my hand up and i'm changing the subject yeah i'm okay to change the subject um, i mean like i said I, I think we'll do one more last discussion i want i, I want to talk about made but because made made isn't just about the domestic abuse though made is also about um um system it's about the system it's about the system it's about the generational like because i mean look at her mom and dad in that whole scenario and her mom still continuing to be in dysfunctional relationships so it's also generational and it's learned behavior and all that sort of stuff oh, of course that too the cycle yeah, it's just, it's a complete cycle that needs to be broken. And then her dad not really seeing it as abuse and wouldn't stand up for her. So, yeah, but we know why. And that's, we don't want to give anything away, but you know, there was reasoning for that. Yes. And so I want to talk about all of that over and above the domestic abuse, because it is, it's a bigger picture and how breaking the cycle is so important because it'll just can go on from generation to generation to generation, unless you identify it and are able to break it. So we'll talk about when you're done watching Made, we'll do one last, um, I think we'll do one last like talk on that, episode on that, and then we'll move on to other um, things. But what did you yeah, watch? Yeah, because you know what? Like in October, there's so many things. Like it's um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's um, shawarma. I saw that. It was like shawarma day. The fuck is shawarma you know? day? That's when you like go and you have like a Middle Eastern wrap with the, um, the like donair, you know, and they scrape it off the big thing and you wrap it in a pita. I saw that was happening. Also, there is so much going on. Halloween. Oh my God. October is such a busy month. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, and, and did you know it was like sibling day and daughter day? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, oh yes. my god i'm sorry there's just too many things going on in october there's a lot going on in october a lot going on in october and you know what about in the olden days are we going to be allowed to trick-or-treat this year what's the story on that um yeah i yes no i think you are where did i just see that i think you are allowed i i can you say i hate halloween I hate Halloween too, but I have to tell you my, I should put this up on my social media and pretend I did it just this year. My, so my costume a couple of years ago, because my idol is really Audrey Hepburn and I went as an Audrey Hepburn zombie. Oh, I think I saw Oh her. my God. It was the best costume. And actually, so our, my four girlfriends, we all went as, we all got dressed up and we were all zombies. <laughs> it's amazing. But the Audrey Hepburn zombie was like the best. It was so fun. Yeah, I think I remember those pictures. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. One time I went as a head on a platter. So I had, so remember Vichy used to send those big boxes with posters? So yeah. you'd have like, you know, the big piece of cardboard. So I took the big piece of cardboard and I cut like a hole in it. And so my head could go through and I turned it into a table with a tablecloth and I glued on a thing of flowers and cutlery and my head was in it and my face was painted white with like red and blood dripping down. And I put the lid of a walk on my head and I was a head on a platter. Uh, I'm not even listening to you right now. I'm scrolling through my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to tell you the one problem about that costume when you're at a party, my arm wasn't long enough to go up and under the table to bring the drink to my mouth 
Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. (laughs) And and thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) I'm literally scrolling through my phone as Jelly's talking. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank Um, you. Um, I know today we just thought we'd just literally just catch up and shoot the shit, but I, we do want to talk about, what did we say we were on? It's, oh, the, um, can men and women actually be platonic? Have yeah. A platonic can they be platonic? Yeah. Have you so ever had a, do you have a friend who's a male that's a platonic relationship? Who's uh, actually good looking? No, not anyone that's. Have you ever? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the dynamics changed when I like got involved in a relationship, like a serious relationship. And the dynamic of that relate, like if I was going out with my platonic friend having beers or whatever, um, just hanging out, then when I became involved in a relationship or then got married, blah, 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 then it was the three of us hanging out. You know what I mean? It wasn't just me and him anymore. Oh, you mean it was a threesome? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it was a threesome. Oh, that's when it changed. Well, I just, I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll do a podcast on it, but I think it's a slippery slope. I really do. I think it's a slippery slope. And I think that there is always one person that is a little bit more interested than the other. Well, and according to um, the studies that they have done, I will just say, um, and there are there have been quite a few studies on this topic. It's something that they've been discussing for many, many, many decades. And uh, Scientific American even did a study on it. And usually it's the male who I, I, I perceives agree. that the female is interested in them because I think it's mostly their ego. So usually the male thinks that the female is more interested in than the female actually is, which is not surprising. Did you say that's male surprising? Because I'm actually surprised by that stat. I'm surprised I'm not. The male. Because I would think that it was the male that is the one that's more interested in in getting it on with his buddy, not the not the female. Well, that's what you said. The the male is thinking that the female is more interested in him than the female actually is. So he's then he's the one that's interested. Or he just he's interested and he also thinks the female is more interested in him than the female actually is. It's his perception is mistaken. Yeah, it's a perceived mistaken of mutual attraction, which does not surprise me because men have a bigger ego. Yeah, I I would agree with that. You, You know, you know, I had this conversation the other day. Here's another thing. Okay, do you think that women are capable of, and I had this conversation because I was talking about someone in specific and I can't, I don't want to mention the name because it's a high profile person that is, that I know. Um, So I don't want to mention the names, but this high profile person has frequent hookups. Okay. Just hookups. And the conversation was like, okay, that, that girl that you're hooking up with on a regular basis, I can guarantee you is not looking at this as just a hookup. You treat her like a fucking girlfriend when you quote unquote hook up. You cuddle, you go for dinner, she spends the night. She's a girlfriend. And I'm telling you, 
that she will 100% at some point think that it, there's more to it than she's just a casual lay. I don't think girls are capable of having continual intimate sex with someone without emotion attached. What do you think? Oh, well, I agree with that. I think on average, a female cannot disassociate the emotional aspect of with the physical aspect. And it is a proven fact that men will compartmentalize. And so that's why they can do it. So men have like five different parts of their brain and three out of the five parts of the brain are usually kind of empty. So, you know, but I think that's true. But if the female has already decided in her mind that she is just friends with this guy, then and she's not hooking up and they're platonic. So that's a little different. But no, no, I was talking. I totally agree with like, what you're saying. I don't get it. She's like, she knew that, you know, she's known all this time. Like, I don't want anything serious. You know, it's just casual fun. And I'm like, but you're not treating her like casual fun. You are you are courting her. You're like, let's go grab dinner. You go for dinner. Then you go home and you have a hookup and then she stays the night. Well, that's so like being a, that's a girlfriend. You're treating her like a girlfriend, but you don't want her to be your girlfriend. So you're sending sort of mixed messages. He's like, no, no, no. I told her, I've told her, I've told her. I know, but you're telling her that, but she's hearing it, but then you're behaving in a different. So yeah. So yeah. She's like, he's like, you know, she's acting like a little, like she's pissed or something. And I'm like, cause you're fucking treating her like your girlfriend. Yeah. He's, and it sounds like in that situation that he, in his mind is afraid of commitment. And so he wants everything that goes associated with it. But mentally he's thinking, I'm telling myself that this is not a serious relationship because I am afraid of commitment. Like, I think all this stuff gets all interwoven and all. Well, here's what I think. I'm going to be straight up blunt. And if he's listening, I'm sorry. I don't think you are afraid of commitment. I just think you it's she's easy for you she's hot and she's easy for him to have but he wants better than that that's that's what i think he's just holding out until he can get better and girls if you guys are in this situation shit um or situation ship or whatever you want to call it get out like where's your self-respect because well, if you- i know yeah i mean how to tell if he's not into you well, well, exactly. But I mean, in this case, does he? He seems like he's into her. So he's that's into her. He, he he's into her for the moment, you know. When he hooks up and he comes into town and he hooks up and they have it's great, and then he's gone. Well, because <laughs> they don't live in the same city. No, but it's close. I mean, it's you know close enough. But he does that with a lot of girls, so. Well, does she know that he's not monogamous? Well, he, yes. Yeah. So apparently he said that he's made it very clear. It's just a hookup. They just, you know, he enjoys your company. They have a great time when they're together. And, you know, there's no, it's not, ex- it's not exclusive. And apparently she's fine. Oh yeah, she's fine. She's cool. She's cool. She was cool with it. He's like, until she's not. And I'm like, well, because I don't know any girl that is like, I can see hooking up and you're like, you hook up and then she goes home. You know what I mean? But you're like taking her for dinner, hooking up, having her spend the night. And I'm sorry, that's sending a completely different message than I'm not really, you know, this isn't anything. This is just fun for me. But you're treating her like more than it just fun for me. Because if it's just fun for me, 
like send her home at the end. Like, you know what I mean? Like you got what you wanted now on, on your way. So don't send her the mixed messages. I, I don't he's know. Being, he's being upfront with her. He, so she already knows she's going into it. Eyes wide open. Yes. Yes. He's so, I mean, it, she has some responsibility in that too. 100%, 100%. So if she knows that he's sleeping with other people. Yes. And girls, and she's aware of it. And he is completely upfront with her and she knows what the situation is and she's got responsibility too. Oh, I, I agree a hundred percent with you on that. I think that a lot of girls um, just are hoping that they'll change their mind or that they can convince them, or maybe, you know, this, you know, it's going so well, he'll, he'll change his mind and he'll want me to be his girlfriend. Well, the best and- way to change his mind is to say, fuck you play hard to get and say, no, I'm not available because that's a psyche for the guys. When totally. you play hard to get and you are not there at their beck and call, yeah, it makes guys work for it. I totally agree. And I think, I mean, listen, nothing. I'm such an expert, you know, with having so many guys. Well, uh, I mean, I've been in the, I've been on both ends. Um, so there's nothing wrong with hooking up. I'm not like, I'm not shaming anyone and the girls like you want to hook up, hook up, knock yourself out at a good time. I'm not like, I'm not saying that just be really clear on what the, um, what the expectations are, like be really clear on what you're getting yourself into. Um, if he's telling you, it's just a hookup, it's just a hookup. It's just a hookup. No matter. That's the thing. Like if, if he is not telling her, that's one thing, but if he's been really upfront and he's telling her, I'm not looking for a relationship, but I like your company and I like, you know, hooking up with you. He's not looking for a relationship with with her. He's not looking like, which really like girls, come on. Or he's not looking for a relationship with anybody because he's in the same boat with the other people. You are not looking for a relationship, period. Well, I think he is. I think he, here's the thing. The one he wants. (laughs) He can't have. That's right. That's my point. Yeah. And so he, yeah, he would love to be in a relationship with someone who he can't have. And so in the meantime, He's, you know, with all these other girls. And, and he, why can't he have that other person? I, I, you know, if I go into it too much, people are going to know who I'm talking about. <laughs> well, but, okay. But no, not necessarily. Is the other person in a relationship? And that's why? Perhaps. Okay. I cannot so, confirm or deny. All right. Okay. So, you, so basically at the end of the day, the person he really wants, he can't have. But at some point in his life, he will find someone that maybe he wants to settle down with, or maybe he's going to be a confirmed bachelor forever. And this is his pattern. And no, no, he wants to settle down. He's already been engaged once. He wants to settle down. Um, but uh, yeah, when it's so accessible and easy for him with these other women, what guy, yeah, he's like, I've, I've made it very clear. It's, it, you know, it really is the women in this, in this case. Come on, women. It really is the women. Either you're going to be a hookup, right? And put up and shut up or don't make yourself accessible. Well, exactly. That's what I was saying. Like, you know, if you want a guy to come after you and be interested, you can't, you have to make it a challenge for them. It's just the way the male brain is designed. No, I agree with that too. I really do. So they do have to women, if you are interested in a guy don't throw yourself at them because this is exactly what's going to happen. No. And uh, I mean, it's not, and it's not like you're playing a game. It really is um, just, you know, holding 
you know, standards, right? Just holding your standards, self-respect. And, and what do you want out of a relationship? If you're cool with that, fine. That's what I'm saying. If you're cool with that, then hey, more power to you. Whatever floats your boat. I don't, I don't care. You want to have- well, No, we're not in any position to judge anybody. No. We're, I mean, this is just all our opinion. God, no, 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 not at all. I just, um, I just think that there's a lot of women, probably the high, high, very high percentage of women would find it very difficult to be hooking up on a regular basis with the same person and have no feelings attached to that person. I, really right. do. I don't think it's really possible for a female. Well, that's what I'm I saying. I think they go into it thinking they can disassociate, but I don't think they can. Yes, I agree. I totally agree. I think you go into it thinking, ah, oh, whatever, you know, yeah, it's fine. I can compartmentalize just like he can but I don't think he can I just don't think we're wired like that I don't think so but I think some women can do a better job of that than other women yes I agree with that too I do I do I yeah I do I agree with that I mean at 55 I've had some friends that have been little um you know whole bags and have been fine with it (laughs) power to them good for you um but I think that for the the majority of women I think that it, it would be too difficult to be yeah and don't you think it depends on what stage in life you're at too like if you're doing these hookups in your 20s and early 30s and you're looking for a relationship eventually or if you're separated and you never want to be married again hey cool married again or even just even in a relationship again where you're living in my house and sleeping in my bed every night no thanks or being in a relationship after being divorced with somebody and maintaining your two separate residences oh yeah that's that's, the best that's bad we are so bad sort of like negative aren't we oh god let listen i would be okay with yeah just let move across the street just live across the street more for dinner no that's too close not across the street because they would they may see other activities happening at your house (laughs) okay Okay, definitely has to be like across the city yeah i'd be okay with that and here's the problem, I think, as we get older, like we get, I'm speaking, you know, present company, company included, because I, I can't speak for anybody else, but I'm definitely getting set in my ways now after five years of being completely on my own. And I like it. And sometimes I think it's a problem because am I ever going to allow anyone in again? Because I'm really comfortable now with having my own king size bed and being on my own and doing what I want, when I want that, just having to, like, I went on a date two, two weeks ago or whenever, remember we did the thing on the whole online dating and that lasted five days. And I had one date out of that. And I was annoyed because he wanted to go out later than what I wanted to go out at. And I was already annoyed. I'm like, no, oh, I don't want to go at seven 30. I'm in bed at night. <laughs> well, maybe you need to like lighten up a bit. I do. I really do. And I think it's problematic. Really well, it's problematic because I mean, but again, or is it? Or is it a life? But you know, I don't know. Or is it problematic? I don't know. I don't. Well, no situation is perfect anyway. My situation? No, I said no situation is perfect anyway. Oh no, the grass is greener, regardless. The grass is always greener. You still got to fucking cut it. You got to mow it. You got to water it. You got to fertilize it, right? And then your bush grows. 
now and then too though yeah oh my god i got a funny story about that if my kids didn't listen my kids do listen so i can't talk about my no my kids listen too (laughs) see this is where we need the patreon episode because i've got a great story about how an unkept bush kept kept me from getting into trouble one night (laughs) (laughs) were there thorns in that bush Oh my God. And it was actually in your hometown. It was in Ottawa. Yeah. And I thank God for that on Cap Bush because I would have gotten myself into a lot of trouble. Mm. And that's the only thing that kept me from being bad. But of course, this is where this is. See, this is a perfect patron episode where I could go into detail about that day. And it's funny. It's funny because. Well, that's assuming people want to hear that i suppose oh my god it's real girl problems real old women problems real old women problems the young girls don't have that problem no and apparently the trend now is that it is like it is like bare like terrible I, i i do i take issue with that I do. Well, you've always taken issue with that because I remember we, t- we talked about this years ago in our thirties and you were like, no, I don't want to feel like I'm, my husband's with a 12 year old. I remember I know. that. Yeah. I, I, there's, I still feel that way. I, I, I'm all for grooming and trimming and having things. Grooming all nice and and, grooming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm all, all for way. bringing the Zamboni in, but you're a woman, you're not a child. And I don't know. I don't get that whole thing. Yeah, no, it's very, uh, and for men too, by the way, manscaping is apparently a big thing and it is gone. I like the landing strip myself. Um, mm-hmm. For your although, 747? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the last time I gave myself a landing strip. Anyway, we're getting very, very, very personal here. Yeah. But that is the new trend. TMI. I don't think it's a new trend. No? No, For it's an old trend. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Guys, if you're out there listening, are you bear? Do you bear at all? Are you a bear or are you a bear? Do you bear or are you a bear? Yeah, that is the question. Because I wouldn't know, unfortunately. Well, you haven't had any of those dick pics lately? No, no dick pics. No, not for a long, long time. But those dick pics, are they even their dicks? Come well, on. that's what I'm saying. It could be false advertising. Like, how do you know who that, what that is? Where it came from. Where it came from. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it could be false advertising. Not that you I might even get want. to the situation yeah. and go, <laughs> That's not what the flyer said. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I just finished watching a really good um, Netflix that I thought was so well done. What was it? And it's called Blood and Water. And it takes place in South Africa in a prestigious um, private school. So it's kind of like a teen drama, but the premise is so good. It's about, and it, there's like no race issue. Like it's predominantly 
black students with some whites in there and like there's just no race issue whatsoever but the premise is um a man has been accused so the daughter has gone missing 17 years ago and every year they celebrate the daughter's birthday and it's like her 17th birthday black or white black black it's a black family and um the father is accused of selling the daughter into the sex trade oh and so the other daughter who's a year younger has now she's like turned into sort of nancy drew but she's trying to solve and she has this feeling she knows where her sister is and um it's so well done oh good i really recommend it it's called blood and water blood and water well that's good for anybody that needs a new uh series because i just yeah. made and i haven't i haven't started anything um, new so i'll have to check it out yeah, I, I think it's, it's so well done. And the acting is great. The acting is so good. And the um, the costume makeup designer people, the hairstyles are incredible for the uh, for the black hairstyles. And uh, one of the characters, she's got uh, interwoven different um like ribbons and it's so cool it's there it's like a work of art it's really really neat hmm. well for all of you looking for something to watch on netflix blood and water um there's another one you which i think is oh season three yeah ago. season three is out just came out yeah i know i don't even because i have dementia i know i watched season one and two but i don't remember it at all so that's scary re- that I one rewatch it to know to get into season three 